Hello everybody, this is Jonathan Brown from Something Underground. I thought I'd give you an update on the latest full cast play that uh, we've been trying to get off the ground uh, for quite a long time now. Um, the reason why it's taking us quite so long to get get this play together, um, it's a play that's had, since it was first written in 2016, at the end of 2016, um, well, um, it's had four working titles, on so its fourth now. I'll tell you what they are so that there's no confusion. Uh, so it started off as being called I Refugee. It went on to be called Fucking Foreigners. Then it went on to be called, briefly, uh, Ant, The Ant Road, uh, which, um, yeah, I quite like that one. And then at the moment, the working title is Illegitimate, comma, Target. So, yes, so this play was written in September, October 2016, um, after... Um, after our run of A Good Jew, which happened in, when was it, mm, April, May, June of 2016, and um, it was a time of the referendum, it was the time of the rise of Donald Trump, it was the time of the uncertainty as to how many countries in Europe would be taken um, over by quite far-right um, factions uh, who were Eurosceptic. Um, and were obviously um, gaining ground because of the influx of um, immigrants coming across the Mediterranean um, and the far right was certainly using this as a tool to whip up some considerable consternation across the, across the continent. Um, so inspired by many of these issues, uh, I, I started to write I Refugee, as it was then called, that came together quite quickly in September and October of 2016 uh, with an 80-page-ish, 80 to 90-page-ish draft, first draft, which we then proceeded to take to a rehearsed reading in Lewis um, with some uh, one or two members of the cast of A Good Jew were going to be involved, um, some new people, some people are already new, and... Um, in front of an invited audience. So we did our rehearsed reading, it went very well. We were able to get some good feedback about the um, about the piece, about its impact, about, um, yeah, some good feedback, which led to one or two further redrafts. And in the meantime, there's an organization called House, which um, supports uh, both venues and theater makers across the South. They're based in Farnham at an art center called, an arts um, <clears throat> hub, Art Centre um, called Farnham Maltings, and they uh, their website includes um, great resources for theatre makers and venues, and um, a directory of venues, and they run workshops, um, funded workshops for theatre makers on things like um, how to tour, marketing strategies, um, uh, how to make a funding application, all really useful resources and house also do something called pitch up whereby every mm, six months or so possibly 
maybe three times a year, they organise, um, uh, well, something called Pitch Up, whereby they um, get together theatre makers and venue managers uh, and producers so that the theatre makers can pitch their work to the venue managers and to the, to the producers and, and also whereby the um, the venue managers and uh, artistic directors can pitch their venues to theatre makers. Um, so in I think late January or early February 2017 uh, I was um, invited to come to do a pitch at Pitch Up at the Oval House Theatre in Kennington and uh, there were lots of theatre makers there, lots of venue managers, packed, packed place. Lots of people networking and chatting to each other. Uh, it was fascinating to see other people's work and also to um, meet lots of other venue managers. And at the end of that, or partway through, uh, towards the end, I was approached by the artistic director of South Hill Park, um, or the, the, the manager of South Hill Park in Bracknell. <clears throat> whose name is Ron McAllister and he came up to me and said would I like to take what was then called iRefugee to um, to South Hill Park I think I might have already changed the working title by then to Fucking Foreigners um, and he said look as long as you put some asterisks in the first word because we have a website and a brochure policy which is family friendly uh, then I'd be happy for you to come and showcase your piece. Uh, you can use the, our studio theatre um, and you can rehearse there, um, supported by us, and you can um, perform the piece for a couple of nights. And that's what we arranged to do. So come July, with some money that we found in the turn-ups of our 90s, 90, uh, 70s, and our 70s, flares and down the back of the sofa we found a bit of money we were able to pay four actors um, and myself and I worked with them over three days on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday worked with them hard over three days asked, having asked them already to, um, to to make sure the script was in before they ar ar arrived and we worked our socks off and by the end of the second day literally we had they had the well, I was hoping, I would have been pleased if we were able to present on the Wednesday and Thursday evening. I would have been very happy to have been able to present 70% of the play, but we got probably to 90% of the play, maybe even 95% of the play ready to um, ready to present and showcase. Uh, it's true, it was a slightly ropey performance, especially the first evening. Uh, luckily our numbers weren't very high in terms of the audience. Um, uh, but we did have um, a cameraman and a photographer uh, taking plenty of shots. Um, Daniel Stevens was there taking some shots and some footage. Um, so that was really useful. I can hear the, um, the, the fan of my Mac is now kicking in, so we're going to be having a little bit of background sound now. Um, what you can also hear playing in the background is some of the music and uh, sounds that we... Uh, oh, more sounds, e emails coming in. Um, some of the music that we included during that showcase... And yeah, we worked incredibly hard. Um, uh, who did we have? We had Natalie Servat, Adam Sabati, Kathy Conniff, and 
Russ Van Hubble. And together we were able to put together this great one and a half hour, two hour showcase performance on the Wednesday and Thursday evenings and come away with great feedback but also insight into where it needs to go next. I'm going to stop now and uh, we'll come back when the, uh, the fan of this thing stops blathering on. So we came away from Southfield Park with two performances of what was then called Fucking Foreigners. Um, shots and footage and, and feedback and insight into the play. And <clears throat> I took that away and also listening to the thoughts of some of the actors, um, I was able to come up with a further draft of, uh, well, a further set of drafts of the, uh, of the play. And it was then felt time to see if we could um, persuade venues to, to take it on. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I, I can't quite remember the, uh, the exact uh, process, but uh, I, I think at some stage I started to realize that I needed to look for funding to make the play happen. Um, and I was approaching various venues with um, all the materials that I'd gleaned um, up to that point. And throughout the autumn of 2017, I've, I've been approaching venues and there had been mostly <laughs> not that much interest. And what I started to feel was that I got some feedback from one particular venue. What I mostly started to feel was that, that the refugee um, issue, uh, tragic as this sounds, had been, um, I suppose it had been well and truly explored in people's minds and in theatre and it was a an issue that was passing uh, which was funny because the play has got uh, yes it's, it is set against the um, refugee crisis but for the, the, the one element of the play which really always touches me when I when I think about it and when I um, well when I look at the footage and when I Look, read the play are the elements to do with the radicalization and conscription of people into um, so-called ISIS I mean that's one of the aspects of the play and those particular parts hold a lot of energy for me and around about that time I was reading about another theatre maker um, Kapoor Aliman I'll have to check that name and he was talking about how radicalization was really stemming from a deep crisis in masculinity that the West was going through in that um, at this time when the Me Too movement was definitely gaining further ground and um, women were getting um, strongly behind uh, female identity and female empowerment that men yet again were falling way behind in, in terms of identity. And this is a, um, and that, that, a, that young men who were also experiencing a, and I have to try and find the wording for this. I guess what 
he was stating is that if there aren't strong and clear male role models for young men in society, if the model of masculinity ha breaks down and there are no mo um, role models for young men to look to, either in their immediate community or in terms of elders, then they are left unguided and they start to turn to um, dubious internet relationships, uh, they turn to um, peer groups, they turn to um, icons of football or pop, or they may turn to gangs, they may turn to, um, well, computer games in large numbers and anyone that they discover in chat rooms who might pick them up. And so, uh, as we see now in, where are we, March 2018, we can see that gang, um, gang violence in London is flaring up um, a great deal. And <clears throat> there are exponents of the modern day men's movement who very strongly feel that uh, young boys who are left either with absent fathers or with, um, who are lacking positive male role models are very much vulnerable to being recruited or um, groomed or radicalised um, in, in various ways, including online. So we're now going to take the, um, the play as it was and we've re, um, reshaped it, repositioned um, it in such a way that although the refugee crisis still remains the background to the play and many of the main threads running through it reflect the refugee crisis, it also now more fully honours the part of the play and pays more attention to the part of the play and places more towards the centre of the play, the, the aspect which is to do with radicalisation and de-radicalisation um, and looking at how um, young men get trapped and caught. So this is um, a new I say new, it's, it's, um, it's now four or five months old in terms of drafting of the play, um, the newer, the newest direction of the piece. And so we're going to take it forward and hopefully um, interest local community engagement through working with young people who are at risk of being groomed, recruited or radicalised, either online or otherwise. And that's going to form the community outreach aspect and community engagement aspect of our entire project. So we've been in talks with Tara Arts, I'm not sure if I mentioned that, and um, we're heading towards a spring 2019 run of the show. And now we're just about to go to um, funding applications to see if we can make it all happen. So that's where we are. Uh, literally just about to sit down and start the funding um, funding application process. And yeah, fingers crossed. All we can do is keep nudging it along. Green lights have been um, 
turning on in our direction, some doors occasionally closing, but uh, I think those have been hinting and nudging uh, me and the project in, in what I think is the right direction. So hopefully by, um, well, within about three months, four months I'd say, that we'll have a bit more of an insight as to whether we're going to be able to progress the play in the direction which we want to. So hopefully Wandsworth and Tara Arts, here we come. Thanks for listening. Um, ciao for now.